Welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. It is Thursday, June 2nd, and uh, I'm excited. Uh, today is our guest day. Sorry about that little intro. We, we're having some kind of technical deal where we're listening to elevator music. Uh, sorry about that for those who are listening and uh, just now tuning in. And uh, like I said, today is Thursday. It's guest day. We'd like to do a big shout out to all our listeners in Virginia Beach who listen up uh, in Chesapeake in uh, Norfolk, Virginia area, who listen on the Lighthouse, uh, listeners in 91.7 here in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. Sorry about the problems we had a couple of days ago up in Folkestone. Somehow our signal went out. And all our listeners through the Internet. And uh, just thank you so much for those who listen and send us emails and uh, appreciate your connecting with us and today i'm real excited to have my son ryan mccary as the guest i think it's uh you know almost six years we've been on the air and it's the first time uh, i think ryan's called in before but uh, ryan has a ministry uh called uh he does a uh, a blog called mill spec believer it's a podcast actually and uh he's had some great guests. In fact, the guests we had last week came as a direct result of me listening to Ryan's podcast. And so it's a privilege and an honor to have my son Ryan on today, uh, former uh, Air Force TACP, and now he is still serving in the Guard as a Special Warfare Officer JTAC. So, Ryan, welcome to SWAT Radio. Hey, I appreciate it. Can you hear me all right? Oh, I hear you. Got you. what do you say in the military when you got a, a loud sound? <laughs> you got a good Lima Charlie, you got to be loud and clear. Yeah, Lima Charlie, there you go. Well, you are a radio guy, and uh this is the first time that I've really had a chance to talk to you uh about your podcast and about what God has been doing through your podcast and in you. And uh again, I told you thank you for connecting us with Chad Robichaud. What a great guy. Uh, he is, and just uh, so encouraging. And you've had some pretty cool people on your program. And by cool, I mean people that are living out a pretty uh, awesome job experience, but they're also firm believers. Like, didn't you have one of the guys who was in the movie? He wasn't in the movie Black Hawk Down. He was one of the real-life characters that Black Hawk Down portrayed, right? Yeah, yeah, Jeff Struker, uh Army Ranger guy, just really cool opportunities, which we can get into more later, but just some really cool opportunities just from this podcast and getting other people to tell their story, you know, like I obviously uh, am talking in a lot of the episodes, but it is cool, uh, like, you know, having guests just to hear other people's testimonies, hear other people's, uh, what God's doing in their life and yeah, just get out of the way sometimes. Uh, but no, I'm thankful just for the small, tiny stage God's given me to try to point some glory back to Him. Um, and excited to be on here, SWAT Radio. I finally made it, like you said, <laughs> six years. Well, you are um, on here. Hey, explain to people what a JTAC is or a TAC-P in the Air Force. Sure. So, 
So in the Air Force, you have a few different uh, special warfare career fields. Uh, the the one that uh, you're speaking of is TACP, so Tactical Air Control Party. Uh, your your whole mission, your whole job is to uh, be a subject matter expert on anything and everything um, Air Force related. So you can be, you know, like an integrator. So, for example, like you have all, all these different customers, you have all the different services that need the Air Force. Uh, let me just put that out there for my Marine father. You need <laughs> the Air Force. Um, and so anyways, no, just all, all joking aside, JTACs, Joint Terminal Attack Controllers, that, that's just the certification or qualification that gives me the legal right to tell a, a pilot, hey, I, I want you to drop a bomb over there. It, it gives me the, the authority to uh, have weapons release authority. Um, and so we integrate with ground commanders. You know, it's not the wild, wild west where we're just doing what we want. We, we integrate with the different services. And whoever we're supporting, that ground commander, you know, we work for him and we're trying to uh, meet his intent through air power or through artillery or through all these cyber. You know, there's all these different means of, uh, warfare that are coming online that we're kind of expected to be experts in. Um, so we're kind of the jack of all trades in the Air Force to be able to go integrate and, and do what we can do to help out these these other friendly forces. And and you typically are going to deploy with uh, another service, right? Normally, isn't that correct? Yep. So yep. So when we deploy, it's not usually as a big group. Usually it's augmentation. So it's like one or two TACPs will go support, um, you know, a, a group. It could be a group of like 100 people. You know, you got 100 Army people and, and two Air Force guys. So you kind of get used to the jokes. You kind of get used to being the only Air Force dudes there, and you're kind of self-sustaining to, to uh, you know, apply the big boy rules and kind of be on your own. So. I love it. It's been a good a good time. And uh, you have been married to your wife, Schaefer, for how long? Schaefer, we have been married uh, coming up on eight years. It's pretty hard to believe. Eight years. You eight. have two boys. Uh, and, yep. and actually, right now, you've kind of augmented, speaking of augmentation, you've augmented <laughs> your family. with. Uh, you have a couple of foster children. You're in the foster program. And um, that's pretty bold, as young as you guys are, because you're still kind of gaining your footing with your own children. And that's been that's been a way God's kind of challenged you a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. So we, we started fostering back in January. Uh, our first placement we got was a, a five-year-old and a, and a, a two-year-old, and, and we have a six- and three-year-old already. So it's just kind of... Up the ante, two to four kids overnight. Don't recommend it, but I can promise you that there will be plenty of sanctification to follow. So. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, uh, Ryan, let's go back in your life. Uh, we're, we're, well, actually, we're about to um, we're about to do a a break here on the quarter after. But just real quickly, what really led you to get in the Air Force and not the Marine Corps? Or any other service, specifically the Marine Corps. So you know, you know, I wanted to go in the Marine Corps. That was kind of my initial, my initial gut. Hey, this is what I should do. And uh, uh, your your wife, Lori McCary, my mom, uh, 
definitely convinced me for the sake of my future wife to go into the Air Force and to, uh, you know, step up the base housing, step up the chow halls, all the all the things the Marine Corps and Army probably weren't doing a good job of, my wife would appreciate. So I made that call. but And then I chose a job that doesn't live on Air Force bases. I chose a job that lives with everyone else. So it didn't really work out. Well, I saw recently on your Instagram or something, you, you reposted a guy who said God will put you in positions you didn't even apply for. Uh, so even when you think you're getting around something, sometimes – he changes the plan, doesn't he? Oh, all the time, all the time. Yeah, no. It's Air Force has been a really good experience. Honestly, if I could go back a thousand times, I, I would do it again. Um, it's just like Marine Corps, Army, uh, Navy. Like everyone has their niche, and uh, I just really enjoy being a part of a service where you kind of get to be with everyone. Mm. Uh, so it's been fun. Well, that's well, that's good. Well, listen, we're we're going to our first break. When we come out of the break, Ryan, I want I want you to share a little bit about what life was like in the military as a believer, and the challenges that that creates for us to keep growing in spiritual maturity. That's been our thing for the week about growing in spiritual maturity. So when we come back, uh, I'd get you to share about that. Okay. All right. Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio. Uh, We're having a a few technical difficulties. We're going to get those worked out on this first break. And when we come back, you're going to hear more of Brian McCary. Hey, if you want to catch his podcast, just put in Mill Spec Believer. That's M-I-L-S-P-E-C Believer. And uh, you can find his podcast. And uh, when we come back, we're going to hear more from Ryan McCary on SWAT Radio. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top, hold on for the sudden stop, breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's uh, Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and uh, I'm excited to have my son Ryan on today. Ryan McCary, he has a podcast called Mill Spec Believer. That's M I L S P E C Believer. 
and uh, he's had some great guests and great insights on there. And uh, Ryan, what's the best way for somebody who to go to that particular podcast? How can they get that? They just go to Apple or you know podcast. Is there like a? I, I'm not that familiar with the whole podcasting thing. So what's the best way for them to get that? Yeah, so anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find it. Spotify, Apple, Google, there, there's a lot of other ones there. And just search Mill Space Spec Space Believer, and it should pop right up. I'm also uh, pretty involved on Instagram. That's probably the main source that I use in regards to interacting with people. Yeah. Uh, and you can find me on there. The handle is the same, at Mill Spec Believer. I definitely encourage people to hit me up on there. Uh, I love podcasting and, and talking to a wall, but uh, it's also really awesome when people kind of interact on there and shoot me messages or anything. And, you know, we can pray for each other. We can be uh, encouraging one another and whatever is going on and try to point each other to Jesus. So that's that's a huge avenue I use is Instagram. Well, you know, Ryan, uh, when I, I went to Russia, one of the questions I got asked a lot was, how can you serve in the military and be a Christian? Uh, in other words, is is military service some a legitimate Christian vocation, or or does it go against Scripture? And you know, and I I referred people back to the Bible. Uh, in other words, you remember when uh, John the Baptist was calling the crowd to repent? He was he was telling soldiers. Uh, he didn't tell them to stop being soldiers. He told them just not to extort money from people, not to to force people to do things that they, you know, and, and mistreat them. And Jesus never told the centurions to stop being Roman centurions. And, and you know, we are basically servants when you serve in the military or law enforcement. We're servants uh, just of God in a different capacity. But it's challenging in the military. There's a very high divorce rate in the military, and uh, it's tough to grow spiritually. Talk a little bit about your own experience of you grew up in a Christian home hearing the gospel, but your faith kind of has to become your own. And getting into the military, that really presents some pretty difficult challenges to that, doesn't it? It does. It does. It's hard. Just kind of, uh, I'll speak first of what you were talking about first of the, you know, can we be a part of this profession as Christians, you know, it's a, it's a tough question. It's something I think every believer who joins the military has to somewhat wrestle with, or, or should at least, um, is, is this something that I'm kind of blessed off in doing? Is this something that God has for me? And, um, like I, I can see clearly through scripture, um, you know, there's a military presence, like you said, that's not really frowned upon, um, I think there's a huge distinction uh, in the Ten Commandments on murder, and, and that generally uh, is the stance that people who are against Christians in the military that would use. And, and I think when you really get into it, there there is a distinction between uh, war and, and murder. Um, like you can see it all throughout Joshua. You can you can see it all throughout Scripture that um, like God really uh, is focused on your heart. Um, when, uh, you know, when he talks about hating your brother, he says you're committing murder in your heart. And so I, I believe me, I know there's plenty of people in the military who hate their enemy. I know there's plenty of people in the military who 
who look at what's going on overseas and they are hungry, you know, to go um, get after it and to go try to kill people. And, and I think it's wrong. And, and I don't, I don't think that's where our heart should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as Christians, it's important to kind of make that distinction. Like we're, we're serving in this place, just like I would be serving in any other job and trying to be a light and point to Jesus. But obviously part of the job is defending our country and defending uh, these religious freedoms that we try and have here. And um, so I think those are the grounds we have to stand on as Christians in the military, not necessarily, hey, let's get in the military so we can go commit murder, you know, and, and no one says that but it's joked about, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, you know, there's a, I think there's a fine line, like, between churches that are, you know, no, nobody wants war. Nobody wants, as believers, nobody should want war. Well, you know, we don't want the, the horrors or the evils of war. Um, but on the other hand, there's times that we do get involved, and, from from a soldier's point of view, or in your case, a tactics point of view, um, you, you, I'm sure that you knew people that served in combat, just like I did, and they come back with trauma. You know, just like we were talking to mm-hmm. uh, to Chad Robichaux, uh, who who was a guy who now loves the Lord and is still very much involved in doing some things that may require taking a life to defend a life. And, you know, I don't know how you deal with that without a Christian perspective and a faith in the Lord Jesus. Right. Um, but for you, how well, did, how did funny. you so the, go ahead? So it's funny, like the, the I, I mentioned there's different special warfare career fields. And like the, the one I initially was looking at, uh, you kind of heard about it was the combat rescue officer or the pararescue guys. And everyone was like, if you want to save lives, you know, you, you go that route. If you want to take lives, then, then go tack P. And that obviously didn't sell me as a Christian. I wasn't ready to go kill people. Um, but it, it's just funny because like, that's obviously a, a perspective and in my opinion, a wrong perspective, but, um, like as a tack P you're, you're saving so many lives as a tack P, you know, like you, you're with that army unit who, could very easily get overrun, but by bringing the air power, you're able to be a force multiplier on the battlefield and able to defend people. And so, you know, it's all perspective. It's all what you're doing. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy I'm doing what I'm doing and I feel zero, uh, zero percent like I'm, I'm breaking uh, God's law or what he's called me to by being in the military as a Christian. So long answer to your question. Well, well, you know, I want to get back to you personally as you went through, because when I went through uh, and served in the military, there were challenges there. I, I can honestly say that I, th- there wasn't a Bible study on every corner. <laughs> you know, there wasn't a Bible study in every squadron. Um, th- there might have been believers around, but there were issues like, well, is it okay to share my faith here? Am I am I okay to do mm-hmm. that? Um, you know, is there a difference between when I'm on duty and off duty? Uh, what what do I do if uh, I have a senior officer tell me, hey, you can't be talking about that? Like those kind of questions you have to deal with, and I'm sure you still had to deal with those. 
talk a little bit since you're about 20 something years behind me as far as like serving maybe in 30 what was it like for you in the military trying to walk it as a believer and let your faith be real as a believer yeah so like uh it, it seems like the chaplains are, are the ones handcuffed in today's military you know they got to kind of be the chaplain to everyone there's only so much they can say but I would say as a believer in the military today, I'd say you have a lot of freedom to say whatever you want. I mean, join any conversation and people are saying whatever they want, whether it's about Christianity or, or whatever they're into, you know, like um, you've been around military guys and like they can, they talk about anything. And so there's plenty of opportunity to be bold as a Christian and to share your faith Um I unfortunately, I feel like, uh, didn't take a lot of those opportunities. Uh, really, really the Millspec Believer podcast ministry and all of that was born out of really a failure, in my opinion. Um, so I, I joined the military uh, in 2015. I, I was very motivated. I was so excited to go be bold in my faith. I was... Uh, I, I never wanted to be in someone's face, you know, trying to scream the gospel down their throat. But I also um, didn't want to just be completely consumed with the world. And, and so I tried to be in this happy medium to kind of let my let my light shine, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, without, you know, screaming at people to love Jesus. And um, really, really, I, I ended up kind of uh, not talking about Jesus at all. Uh, it was, it was pretty it's sad. And like I said, I'm pretty regretful of it, but my first contract, my first four years in the military, I could probably count on one hand, the amount of biblical conversations I had or, or witnessing opportunities I had, uh, in those four years. And, uh, it was hard. It was hard because, you know, growing up, I kind of heard about you, uh, dad, I kind of heard about your stories and, Oh, this person you led to Christ and this person you led to Christ. And I was very motivated when I got there, but I quickly shut down whenever I was in the squadron. And it's tough because truly when, when I showed up, you know, it's funny, you show up day one, right? You're, you're ready to get there. You're so excited. Um, but you instantly walk in the room and you can kind of feel out a room and you can see who's respected. You can see who, who are people flocking to. Well, you size everybody up, don't you? (laughs) I mean, you always do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Especially in like a pilot community or a special warfare community. Like there's a totem pole, right? And and the dudes who were, who were high on the totem pole and, and my squadron had, uh, done like uh, Iraq invasion and stuff, you know, like combat and, and everyone was flocking around them because they were really good at their job. Mm-hmm. They were so good at their job. And so as an officer, when, when I came into this community, I was like, okay, no one's going to listen to me um, because I haven't done anything yet. You know, that was kind of my mindset. I was like, okay, I want to tell people about Jesus, but maybe I need to like become friends with these people. Maybe I need to gain their respect before I start doing that. I think that's a very innocent thought process, but really I, I just got good at the job and kept doing that and never talked about Jesus. I just, <laughs> I just got good at the job and uh, I gained their respect. But 
we're, we're three to four years in and I haven't talked to any of these people about the Lord. Mm. Um, and, and when I look back on my life, I, I see a tendency of that. Um, growing up, we moved around all the time, but I stayed in the same youth group. Yeah. And so I had all these Christian friends that I was tight with, but the friend, the close friends I had on the football team or at high school, whatever, you know, I kind of didn't, I, I just let my, I tried to be an example, but I didn't actually talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing in college. I had my, uh, my church friends and I had my, uh, Air Force friends. Hey, we're all joining the Air Force. Well, Ryan, listen, and we got, we, we, we got a break for the news. I want you to think about this for when we come back. What do you think would have helped you to be able to be more proactive with your faith? Even though you didn't have necessarily the, the work experience that these other guys did, what would have helped you? Think about that question. When we come back from the break, I want to pick on that, and I want to talk to you a little bit more about your personal journey. And uh, we're going to be right back with Ryan McCary, my son, who has got the Mill Spec Believer podcast and uh, still serving his country in the Guard and uh, got a family. And so pray for him as he seeks to be a light to military guys. We're going to be right back with more on SWAT Radio. WTRJ, Orange Park, Jacksonville, WAYL, St. Augustine, WATY, Folkestone, Georgia, online at ilovethetruth.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden going to give an evening speech on gun violence and urge Congress to take action. Over the past few days, lawmakers from both parties have been negotiating small steps on gun limits, however, Most Republicans oppose the gun safety measures that Democrats are proposing. The white man charged with carrying out a racist attack that killed 10 black people at a Buffalo supermarket faces arraignment. 18-year-old Peyton Gendron is due in Erie County Court this afternoon. That's a day after a grand jury returned a 25-count indictment. In economic news, Ford will add 6,200 factory jobs in Michigan, Missouri, and Ohio as it prepares to build more electric vehicles and roll out two redesigned combustion engine models. The Dow up 251 points, the NASDAQ ahead 282. This is SRN News. There's major delays because of a multi-vehicle crash on I-95 southbound at Airport Road blocking the right lane. Also, there's an accident on I-95 southbound near Pecan Park Road. And there's another crash on I-95 northbound before Beaver Street. Mostly clear tonight, low 70. Friday, mostly sunny. High up to 93. In the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. WTRJ The Truth is happy to present Financial Issues with Shanna Burt. Financial Issues Stewardship Ministries has been a pillar of biblically responsible investing since 1997. Listen every weekday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. 
and Saturdays at 8 p.m. for biblical insight on financial stewardship right here on WTRJ The Truth. Visit financialissues.org to learn more. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be all right. right Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary. It is... Thursday, June 2nd, and I got run. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now, I'm losing back. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be all right. right Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary. It is Thursday, June 2nd, and I got Ryan McCary, my son. Uh, Ryan, you know, I was thinking about you the other day, and uh, (laughs) I was just thinking about when you were very, very, very small. We called you Hurricane Ryan. Do you remember that? Well, I can't remember it because I was small, but I remember the stories. You remember the stories because you, you were you were like a hurricane, and uh, you were just always into stuff. And you, you, uh, you, you kind of just God grew you up, and I'm so proud of you and your service to our country and how you continue to lead and not only lead uh in the military but you also spiritually are leading um you know taking the responsibility of fostering which it just increases your your workload at home and you're still serving in the guard and still doing things with the military you're doing the mil spec podcast and um i want to talk a little bit this segment about what what would have made a difference for you when you were there? Like, what do you think would have helped you? So so there's a young guy out there right now who might be listening. He might be getting ready to get in the military. Or maybe there's a parent out there who has children who are getting in the military. And they're believers. And they're going to experience some of the same things you did. We all experience. Because I experienced it, too. What, what do you think would have made a difference for you to be a little more vocal about your faith, or is it just the way it is? Sure. No. Um, well, kind of like what I was alluding to, right, uh, before the break, like, uh, I think as Christians, we can sort of live these double lives. We can kind of uh, be Christians around some people, and and we can kind of put that all aside, uh you know, when we're around other people. And uh, really, that that's really what was happening. I definitely feel like God was using me. Maybe, you know, I was a light. I was making good choices. So, you know, I wasn't completely 
adopting the, the worldliness into my life, but I just wasn't being vocal about it, like you were saying. And, and really, I think it all boils down to uh, your Christian comfort zone. I think a lot of us find ourselves in a nice recliner in our Christian comfort zone. Um, and, and really what it boiled down to and, and why I didn't want to open my mouth around those workplace friends and, and share the gospel and, and be vocal. Like what it, what it boiled down to was like one of three things. It was, it was a fear of response. Like how are they going to respond? Right? Like that, that's a fear. Like, yeah. are they going to, are they going to laugh? Are they going to immediately shut you down? Um, uh, may, maybe it's a lack of knowledge or experience. That would be number two, I'd say is, is, you know, I was feeling like, okay, let me, let me gain some respect. Let me, let me get some time with these people and then I'll get to it, you know, but I just never did. And, or the third thing would just be an enjoyment of worldliness. I, I feel like that that would be the third thing, you know, you're just, you're really nestled into what you got going on and you don't really want to mess it up with any Jesus talk. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and those are the things I feel like that pull on all believers, military or not, in, in the workplace um, or around unbelievers. And if I could go back, I think I think I was so consumed with uh, trying to have a stage to try to minister to these people instead of just letting God be the stage, instead of just letting Jesus be, be the punchline, you know? Um, like, for example, like like dad, like you have an amazing testimony. I love your testimony. I've heard it a thousand times growing up as you would preach and, or share it, you know, where, you know, you're in the airplane and, and you almost died and, and God got a hold of your heart. And that's an amazing testimony. Chad Robichaux, like all these guys have amazing testimonies. Um, and I think I was seeking that by being in the military, you know, yeah. I was like, well, maybe I can get this experience and then I'll have a stage to talk to people about. And, God doesn't care. God, God, God is using you now. Like you don't have to have a stage to go tell people about Jesus. Like, in fact, you should tear your stage down because it's, it's not about you. It's about him. And, and I think that's what would have been helpful for me, uh, would have been just kind of a, 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 a realization. Like I don't have to create this awesome story. The, the awesome story is the gospel. Yeah. The, the awesome story is what Jesus has done for us to restore our relationship with him and our brokenness. Like that's the awesome story, not me having a cool combat story in order to tell people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I'd say that's the biggest thing I walked away with. Uh, like I said, I, I was pretty discouraged when, when I left my four years because I did my initial four uh, and then I crossed over to the Air National Guard. So, you know, when you leave active duty, you're kind of doing a little mirror check, like, hmm, how, how did this go? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I just, I didn't tell anyone about Jesus. Like, what am, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, was really convicted. I prayed a lot about it. Uh, talked to Schaefer a lot about it. Um, and it was, it's funny because you don't have an ear for spiritual things when, when you're not really looking for it, you know, like there's no way to bring up Jesus in a conversation at work if you're not trying to. Uh, but the second you start thinking about it, all of a sudden you start seeing these opportunities and God starts putting these opportunities. And it was funny because I, I switched over to the Air National Guard. I was super convicted. 
about everything we've just been talking about. And day one, I walked in there like, this is going to be different. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Like, um, and day one, I, I walk into a room and there's some dudes who I don't even know having a conversation about, uh, their preferences on church basically. And yeah. I was like, sweet, here we go. <laughs> day one, I don't know anyone in this room and now they all know I'm a Christian cause I gave my two cents. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and so it's just like, it just doesn't matter. I, I feel like we put so much emphasis on on how we look and, and how we're perceived. And like, yeah, you don't want to be the guy yelling about Jesus, but do it in a better way. But at least do it, you mm-hmm. know, like be bold in your faith. Don't be ashamed mm-hmm. of of this gift that God's given you. So, Well, you know, as I um, as I think about uh, growing up, one. I know it was extremely difficult growing up with the home with not only a dad who was a Marine who was very direct and uh, demanding, uh, but also a, a dad who was a minister uh, who who really, I mean, like it, you do, you live under a glass. I mean, you kind of like are, are in a glass wherever you go because everybody's always evaluating you. Uh, and one thing that you said once you put it out there that you're a Christian or once you start talking to people, you do start to live in a glass house, even if you're not a minister. I mean, you do. Everybody's watching you from that point on to see, is this guy the real deal or is he like everybody else? Because the world has mm-hmm. a very dim view. Did that impact you at all just growing up in our family, seeing that? I mean, did that have any impact on you when you were in the military just – saying, you know, I'm kind of tired of being looked at all the time? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think you just don't know what to do with your hands. I think um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think when growing up as a very, very uh, baby Christian, I, I had a tendency more to fall into legalism and just kind of like, okay, I needed like, you know, kind of that glass house thing, you know, it's like everyone's watching. I need to check these boxes in order to have a good relationship with the Lord. And um, obviously, like, as I grew in my understanding of the gospel, I I found that not to be true and and found, like, you know, obviously we have a relationship with the Lord. And um, I don't know, when when I got into the military, uh, I don't know, it was kind of nice not being looked at (laughs) as a Christian. Yeah, Um, It's kind of nice to just kind of float underneath the radar because uh, no one's trying to get swatted down, you know, whether you're talking about Christianity or anything. And that's that comfort I was talking about. It's like it's a lot easier to just keep your mouth shut and, and go with the flow as opposed to like, you know, the gospel is pretty offensive if if you don't believe it. You know, no one wants to be told they're they're on a path towards destruction. And so I don't know. you got to shake some of that off and. And uh, I also don't want people to hear this and, and be like, okay, I'm going to try really, 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 really hard mm-hmm. um, because I've done that. I've, I've tried really, really hard and, you know, like we're broken people, we mess up and, um, and really the true power for me to do any of the stuff through this podcast or through anything has been through my brokenness and, and my reliance on Christ and, and, being empowered by the gospel instead of 
trying to make a to-do list of how I can be a good Christian, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about uh, your Millspec Believer podcast. You talked about why you started it. Um, who's it for? And if listeners are out there that know people that are in the military, do you, is it just for guys who are like special operations or is it helpful for anybody in the military? Do you address military guys in general? Who's it really for? Well, it's really for anyone. And, and there is definitely a target audience uh, as far as people who might uh, relate to it more uh, because generally uh, if I don't have a guest on, generally I, I try to make an episode touching on some type of military topic and then, and then relating that to something in the Christian walk um, and, and try to, you know, point to Jesus through that. Uh, but it's really for anyone. I, I dumb things down. I, I explain things. So like anyone can listen to it, whether you have zero military experience. Um, but obviously my walk has been the military. And so uh, I do have a heart for other people in the military to listen to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyone, whether you're in the military or not, whether you're about to get in, uh, the name mill spec really is just, it's kind of, it's just more of a joke. Um, because <clears throat> I don't know if, if you, if you're not in the military, then mill spec sounds really nice. Uh, but if you've been in the military, then, you know, mill spec is kind of a crappy standard. Yeah. Um, uh, things break, you know, you're in the military, you're like, Oh, this is mill spec. Um, and it was just kind of a joke that kind of came out of my brokenness. You know, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not a mil spec believer, you know, or I am a mil spec believer. You know, I've not met the standard. I didn't tell anyone about my faith for four years. I'm clearly broken. I clearly haven't, you know, done the Christian thing right. And, um, but that is the Christian thing. The Christian thing is being broken and pointing to Jesus. And, and so that's really how the name kind of came about. Well, uh, you... so it's for anyone. Uh, and so, again, you can go to this, go to any place where you can get a podcast, Apple, Spotify, and just put in Mill Spec Believer, M I L S P E C Believer. He's had some great guests, Chad Robichaux, um, and who, who again was the Black Hawk Down guy, Ryan? Jeff Struker. Jeff Struker, uh, to, and other great guests on there. You had another guy who talked about fathering. Um, what's his name? The guy that you had um, doing the the one about? Uh, we had Jared Lopes from the Dad Tired podcast. He was great. Um, but yeah, if you, if you guys want to listen to guests, like they, they have some awesome stories, and um, and then yeah, just the regular episodes are kind of me monologuing and and talking through different topical things that I've I think I would have found super helpful as a believer. Um, had someone said it to me. And so it's just me trying to trying to encourage other people to be bold in their faith. And you know, Ryan, that just so you know, um, SWAT really started because I wanted to do for people what people had done for me later than I was in the military. When I was in the military, uh, I didn't have that. Uh, and you know, I think it's awesome because of technology that you can get that out there. And I'm glad that you are doing that. And so if you're listening, I know we have people up in Virginia Beach that listen, a lot of military people up there. 
share that mil spec believer and uh you know go, go to a podcast there and you can uh go to that and share that with other people in meridian mississippi on wmer uh, i know the meridian naval air stations out there just uh it's a, it's a, he is a meridian too oh really i didn't know that um, yeah there's a guard unit out there yeah so there's um good good encouragement there and i think that's what i was trying to get at like what would have made a difference like i think accountability like if you had a guy who was a paul in your life while you were in the military there with you who was just saying hey how have you been doing sharing your faith you would have been more aware of it but it just kind of goes to the wayside you know and uh for, I know 100% and that, that's that's what yeah i wish i had it and like obviously there i have people in my life um that have been pulse to me you know and that's been super helpful but yeah i mean if anything that's what i feel like i'm trying to do now is like encourage everyone like go do it and try to be their accountability as well did you know one of the things i remember back ryan when i was in the military is there was a direct correlation to my time in the word and my 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 spiritual um healthiness (laughs) I guess in my mm-hmm. in my work week, did you find that too? Did you find when the Bible kind of eased out of your daily routine because of work pace or whatever you were doing, that it was it was a lot easier for you to let your flesh control things than your spirit? Hundred percent. And and on the Mill Spec Believer podcast, like every episode, I think I'm saying, hey, being being the Word, being prayer, um, it's it's not legalism. It's not saying, hey. If you're not in the word or in prayer, then you're going to hell. But it is saying, hey, if you're not in the word and if you're not in prayer, then how, like, I don't know how you're operating as a Christian because, like, that's that's how you get filled. That's how you're able to go have eyes to see these things and not get into those uh, quote-unquote Christian comfort zones. Um, Like, that's how you get empowered. And, yeah, I definitely saw that. Um, I'd even encourage to start your day with it. Like I'm telling you, once your day gets going, it's, it's pretty impossible to find some, a quiet space to, to get, uh, in the word with the Lord. So like highly encouraged to start your morning off with it again, just so you have those spiritual eyes to see and, and not, uh, not masked by, by worldliness. Well, Ryan, one of the things that we were talking about yesterday that has really kind of blown me away is is I, I, I the social experimentation within the military. And as a believer who believes strongly in biblical values, uh, some of the difficulty that brings in the military, it, and I know you had to deal with that. We've had conversations about some of that. Uh, have you seen that continuing to change and even get more uh, difficult for people who are people of faith to hold on to those values? Like is stuff being kind of pushed down you guys' throats as far as like, um, you know, like like I just just for instance yesterday I got we were talking about the Marine Corps and how they tweeted a celebration of gay pride, okay, and they had right. a Marine helmet. And they had these different colored, like rainbow colored uh, rounds on it. And the thing that's so disturbing about me is one of the things that I told your mom about the the Marine Corps that I that 
was always true is that when you got in the Marine Corps, everybody got their head shaved. Everybody was the same. It wasn't about what color you were, where you came from in the country. You were a Marine. But now, through the woke stuff and all that, um, they, they've tried to make people individual, which I think breaks down cohesiveness. And even more so as believers, when you're forced to affirm stuff, was that an issue for you at all when you were in the military? Did you have to deal with that? Uh, so I'd say by being kind of in this tighter knit community, um, by being in kind of more special warfare channels and stuff like that, you definitely avoid that a little more. Um, everyone's kind of just excited to be at work and do the job, you know, kind of the brotherhood of that. Yeah. Um, and, and there, there isn't like, like, you know, there's for sure briefings, there's for sure mandatory things that are being said um on case-by-case basis but it's like i don't know it's kind of brushed off if i can be completely honest like a lot of the dudes are just like <laughs> if, if anything it's like laughed at and you move on yeah. um and so that, that was kind of a fresh air you know to not have to completely buck against the system as a christian like you're all mm-hmm. around like-minded people in these career fields mm-hmm. uh, for the most part and uh, yeah, so that wasn't a huge issue for me, but, but I would say like, it's going to be everywhere. Like the military is, you know, it's a community just like any other community in, in this world. And like, you're going to have brokenness, you're going to have darkness. And, um, I would just encourage believers like to, I don't know, be careful with the way they're using their words for that, because I don't know what I always tell my friends is like, Hey, their loss of course of course they're pursuing these things why else wouldn't they pursue it you know like i would encourage people to start with the gospel to to hammer the gospel and not necessarily pick apart the sins that they're experiencing you know what i mean like definitely it's an issue like homosexuality all, all these different things are definitely things we should speak out and be bold against as christians but like when when dudes are in a in a, in a room all talking about how awesome porn is in the military, you know, obviously you don't partake as a Christian, but why would they not think that they're lost, you know, you know? And so I think as Christians, we got to pick our battles, but we also got to be bold and, and find, it's a tough, tough uh, arrow to weave for sure. So um, yeah, got to be bold, but you also kind of got to just give the gospel I think instead of just like shaming everyone on the one end. Well, yeah, yeah, I I, I certainly agree. But we we live in a time today of where, um, and and this is a concern I have that there's a lot of churches that are compromising by affirming sinful behavior. Right. And 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 I right. I I, th- mm-hmm. I don't think we I think you can give the gospel without affirming sinful behavior. You know. A hundred percent. Yeah. By no means affirm it. <laughs> like all the, like all these, uh, social sins that we're talking about, like they're no different than any of the other sins. Like they, they are, um, like they, they all require the gospel. They all require that, but yeah, definitely speak out against it. And it, it'll be something else in a few years and it, it, it's, it's a broken world. So we're always going to have sin right in our face. Well, especially it, as Christians, like 
it, yeah. it always is. Um, well, real quick, we only have a couple of minutes. I want you to speak for a second, just for the last minute. You're a dad now, and you're a dad of young boys who's growing up, and you, you've got some foster kids coming in. Talk about how that changes your perspective from being a son or, or a husband to now you're a dad. And not just a dad of little ones, but dad who are young men who are growing up and now starting clearly to articulate, see things, question things. Has that changed you in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, I mean, I think it has to. It definitely does. There's there's definitely uh, this pull, you know, when like, even when you first start having kids to, to keep your life just the way it was and, you know, to – uh, like my, my identity is, is in, in being this military JTAC guy. Like, I love that. It's my job. It's awesome. And it's funny when you start having kids, you're like, well, I, I kind of can't keep doing that to the same force I was doing it. Hmm. Um, your, your priority shift is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, and just like, I, I was really, really involved in work and, and all that stuff and kind of, early on having kids was, was kind of failing to be a spiritual leader of the home and, you know, like having kids and, and being married, like, like that's, that's the number one job God's given me. And so, um, yeah, there's definitely a shift like you were saying. And if anything, it makes you more training focused, if that makes sense. You have these kids that God's blessed you with. You have these kids that are under you that God's entrusted you to kind of show the gospel and and show about who he is and um disciple little yeah, timothy's yeah <laughs> yeah exactly well exactly. listen and so like yeah well no our time's up unfortunately ryan it's it's just flown by but i want to tell people one more time you can connect with ryan on twitter at mill spec believer that's m-i-l-s-p-e-c believer uh, on twitter or on facebook his podcast is mill spec believer and uh, Ryan McCary, my son, I'm very proud of you. Thank you for giving us time today. And if you're listening out there, you can listen to this or any past program by going to SWATradio.com. That's www.SWATradio.com. Ryan, I love you, and thank you for joining us. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show wow. in its entirety, then yeah. go to SWATradio.com.